0: Welcome to Athlete Maestro, a podcast tailored for athlete development, improvement, and peak performance. And now, here's your host. Welcome to the show, guys. This is Athlete Maestro. And the goal with every single episode of this show is to help you break your mental and physical limitations in sports and also understand the business side of sports. On today's episode, guys, which is the last wednesday episode of the year the last wednesday episode of the year i want to share with you the best of am episodes from this particular year so literally i will be playing you different clips from different episodes that we've had throughout this year so just short clips for you to get certain points from the things that we've shared this year because it's been an amazing yeah on the show obviously this year we hit 700 episodes on the podcast we also crossed the 200,000 download mark on the podcast as well so like everything good that you can think of right we made that happen this year on the podcast and of course so many powerful episodes so from the solo episodes to the interview episodes like everything literally was just jam packed to the teeth so i want to play several clips right just on lessons that you can learn so maybe you missed those episodes the first time around maybe you didn't miss those episodes the first time around it is something that you are going to greatly benefit from so just random but the best of am in 2021 that's what i want to play for you now on this final episode of the podcast don't forget guys share this episode with your friends with fellow athletes who need a resource they can use to chase their goals in sports the right way this episode guys is brought to you by the athlete maestro daily planner you see if you didn't achieve your goals this year part of it will probably be because you didn't have a schedule because your day was not mapped out the right way if you don't maximize your day you're going to lose track of your training and all the things that you're supposed to be doing in your sport so head over to maestro.com forward slash daily planner forward slash daily planner to get your hands on that daily planner and when you're done come back to this episode where we're going to be sharing random bests from athlete maestro in 2021 <music> One reason guys number one reason why you should be playing the long game in sports is that sports in and of itself is a long game sports in and of itself is a long game so i don't know if you have ever seen this quote right where leonel messi you know there's always been talk about leonel messi in football where he he talks about um or people talk about him being an overnight success, you know, so uh, Messi came out of the blues, you know, and he just took the world by storm, got into the Barcelona team and started doing all of these things. You know, and Messi himself responded with a tweet where he said, look, it has taken me 17 years or there about, I'm paraphrasing now. It has taken me 17 years to become an overnight success. You see, any athlete, right, that you see currently, that is doing exceptionally well in their sports, And let's assume now that they're teenagers and they're on the global scale. So let's use 16, for example, or 17. You know, that's when mostly you see uh, many of all these athletes bust onto the scene. Of course, for some of the Olympic sports, gymnastics, you know, you see them at 14, 15, early ages. Let's just use that bracket as an example. You see, you see those guys on the world stage at 16, at 17, guess what? It has taken those athletes, those people that you see, it's taken them 10 years to get to that point. Simone Biles, she broke onto the scene when when she was 14, 15 thereabout. Simone Biles has been actively pursuing gymnastics since she was six years old. Or even before that. so if you do the math well that's nine ten years so there's no athlete lebron james of course decides from high school hey i'm going straight to the nba how old was he? he Was 17 there about he had been actively pursuing basketball since he was five years old so that was what 12 years that he had been putting into the craft same thing with kobe brandt so there's no athlete guys that you see on the global scale that you see on tv that you idolize that becomes like a mentor to you so to speak and that's why we do this monday episodes on the podcast you see these guys have put in years into their craft so sports in itself is a long game and it is designed to be a long game sports has never been designed for you to start playing your sport now or start taking your sport seriously now and then by tomorrow boom you have all the results that you have. That is not the design. And of course, I'm sure you've heard of the ten thousand hour rule. You know, so yes, uh, whether or not it applies stricto sensu, you know, has been debated. And of course, there's several books for and against uh, the theory. But you see, the theory itself is that look, to become a master at anything, to become um, a practitioner of anything, you need ten thousand hours devotion to those things and of course by the time you break down the time because i mean you're going to have to sleep you're going to have to eat you're going to have to commute transport all of that you know that ten thousand hours give or take translates to 10 years so you see sports in and of itself is a long game so if you're the athlete right And you found yourself time and again trying to uh, calculate that, hey, in two years' time, you know, I should have achieved all my goals. In three years' time, I should have done this. In this amount of time, I should have done... You see, what you must understand first and foremost is that sports itself is a long game. You're going to have to devote yourself. You're going to have to put in the time... Before you begin to see the results, I see the big mistake that a lot of athletes make, which, of course, I'm still going to come to. I'm still going to talk about is that, you see, you want to achieve maximum results with minimum effort. Number three is somebody who can advise and support somebody who can advise and support. So, look, this person, they might be your friends, they might be your parents, they might be your siblings um they can't be anybody and you see the reason why this person is key is that the journey is tough and the journey is long you know everyone talks about um lebron james and how oh he drafted straight out of high school you see at the point where lebron james was drafted out of high school he had been playing basketball with intention with intention for about 12 years you know, so from when he was about 8, 9 or something ridiculous like that. And he was drafted when he was maybe 17 or 18 or thereabout. He had been playing basketball with the intention of getting to the NBA and being one of the best players of all time. So there's absolutely no way that during that journey, there wouldn't have been ups and downs. Times when he was injured. Times when, you know, things weren't going according to plan. Times when he wasn't motivated times when it felt like everything was going to fall apart you see you need people in those moments who can advise you you need people in those moments who can pick you up you need people in those moments who can support you not people that will be saying hey we told you so hey we told you this thing would be hard uh, we told you we're not good enough we told you you couldn't make it no, no no you don't need those type of people people that can encourage people that can advise whoever they are i mean we've seen people who or athletes who their parents don't support them You know, so they look for that support in friends. We've seen people, their friends don't support them. They look for that support in their coaches or whoever it is. But it's extremely important because it can be a lonely road and it can be a lonely road fast. So you want to ensure that there's someone on your team who can advise you, who can support you. They can be a girlfriend, boyfriend. It doesn't matter, an uncle, an aunt, a cousin. It doesn't matter, you know, some online person that you encourage yourself from time to time. You keep yourselves accountable. You push each other. It can be any of that, but you need somebody who can support you and who would advise you, hey, you're not doing well. Hey, you're, not, you're, you're falling off the rails. Um, you need to change your attitude. Somebody basically who can advise you. That's the number three. I shared when Sydney broke the world record. I shared with my email list, you know, and even also on Instagram. So with my email list, I shared the concept of why having a rival is good for you, and how so many young athletes, you know, you you don't use inspiration from your rivals; you use comparison. And of course, I went on to distinguish between what comparison was, what inspiration was. Then I then went over to my email to my Instagram. So at Tola Ogunleme, just in case you're not following me, at Tola Ogunleme. And then I broke down how she was able to break the world record and some of the concepts of sports performance that she employed, you know, in getting that. Like, it it was so rich. And, of course, the athletes followed. So, if you're not on my email list, if you're not following me on social media, you absolutely have to. At Tola Ogulame on Instagram, on Twitter. And, of course, for uh, my email list where you get weekly tips on sports performance or how to be a better sports parent, head over to AthleteMaestro.com forward slash newsletter athlete maestro.com forward slash newsletter the first lesson guys that i want you to learn from sydney mclaughlin is every success matters every success matters now of course i hear the people right who might be saying ah patola um she's only 21 years old like she hasn't really um done much in the sport so to speak first of all i disagree with that because she's broken the world record And before she broke the world record, she had the second fastest time in history. So they might be saying, oh, but she's still only 21. There's still a long way to go. Um, There's so many things that can go wrong and go right and all of that. You know, she might not even be Olympic champion. Um, She's not a world champion, at least as things stand currently. And you see, this is where this lesson is key. I see so many young athletes who you, you talk yourself out of little things that you achieve now i'm not saying you should get carried away with what you achieve absolutely not but you see every success matters it doesn't matter how small it is a part of that journey because you're going to see athletes who and of course you might find yourself in this bracket as well is you're waiting for the big win you're waiting for the almighty accomplishment or that massive achievement Before you then celebrate, before you then talk about it, before you then take it in. I say that's the mistake because inevitably what you're doing is that you're not enjoying the process that has gotten you to that big achievement. So those little small wins, qualification times, little tournaments that you won or that you did well in that became the platform for you to then have this massive success that you now attempt to celebrate. So you see, it all works together. And it's all the same thing in the sense that, ultimately, what you are after, what we are after, is that you achieve your sports goals, right? But you see, every success you achieve along the way is something that matters. Because your story would never be complete without talking about that success. So I don't want you to get into the habit of brushing aside certain things that you achieve i'm like ah that's too small or oh that doesn't matter or you know anybody could have done that or nah, it's not a big deal absolutely not and you see this is where you teach yourself so indirectly you teach yourself not to enjoy the process and of course always looking at the destination i can tell you so many athletes who when they got to the destination there was no euphoria they were not happy because they had thought or they had imagined that it was going to feel like something else because of how much they had put things aside whilst they were going through the pot- uh, through the process of what they were trying to achieve. You know, so for a podcast like this, you know, I haven't gotten to what? 600 and something episodes, right? And I'm like, okay, when I get to 1,000, you know, I-, I really feel like I've done something. I really feel like I've made progress. No, what happened to 100? What happened to 200, 300, 400? it's all part of the journey that has gotten me to this process you know so if you're looking at sydney and you're listening to this episode and somewhere in your mind you're saying oh but Tola, she's still 21 you know she hasn't done much she's not olympic champion she's not world champion yeah she broke the world record but guess what dalila might break the world record again and things like that then you're missing the point the point of all of this is to show you That every success matters. Celebrate your small wins. It's exceptionally important. Of course, if you are setting the right goals as an athlete, if you are setting the right goals as an athlete, you would know that milestones are important. And if milestones are important, it means that achieving a milestone is success because it shows you that there is more to come. It shows you that you're on the right path. It shows you that you're making progress towards the ultimate goal that you have for yourself. First lesson, guys. From Sydney McLaughlin, every success matters. Every success matters. The number two reason is that not every athlete will do what is required. Not every athlete will do what is required. I, I shared this example with you. I think it was um, either last week or two weeks ago, you know, when we talked about you know, how to, uh, why you keep complaining about a lack of success, you know, and I shared the example with you, you know, when I wanted to put together a program for parents, right, you know, and I was looking for someone to help, I was looking for someone to, you know, offer some sort of guidance in terms of how I should approach it and all of that. And I reached out to one of my friends, you know, in Canada, and I said, Hey, um, can you help me with this? Can you offer advice? And he said, Hey, look, I can give you all the advice you need. But what you actually need to do is that you need to go read this book. You know, and he suggested the book to me. I went immediately Audible, bought the book, you know, within half a day, you know, I had read or I'd listened to the entire book within that time frame, you know, and I implemented what i had learned from the book. And trust me, I saw the results that I wanted to see. And of course, the parents themselves saw the results that I needed them to see as well. And I went back to him and I was like, hey, bro, wow, like that book you recommended super good, like got me the results and all of that. And you know what he said? He said, I have recommended that book to over 50 people. You are the only person who has come back to say they bought the book, they read the book, and then they implemented what they learned in the book. You know, so first one bought, second one read, third one implement. You know, it's the same thing with this podcast as well. Yeah, you can listen to the episodes. Are you going to implement what you listen to? from the episode so the second reason guys why you can absolutely make it is that i can guarantee you not every athlete is going to do what's required there are some that they just talk up a big game you know they talk about how they're serious how they want this how they want to achieve this how this is this how this is that they talk up a big game when it comes to doing the work they're always going to be found wanting Those are the athletes that are giving excuses. Those are the athletes that are saying, you know, how the whole system is rigged against them, how everyone has it out for them, how this is this, how that is... You know, always complaining and looking for excuses. I can guarantee you that not everybody is going to do what is required. So if not every athlete is going to do what is required, all you need to do is to do what is required and more. So all you need to do is to do what is required and some more. And then, of course, you get the results that you need. So it's as simple as that. So if you're looking at it, that look, things have not been going well. You know, things are a little bit doom and gloomy and, and you know, understandably so, maybe because of where you find yourself currently in life. You see, once you think about it, that look, I know things are not going well for me, but how many athletes in the world who things are not going well for them are going to find a way to get back on their feet and achieve the results that they want to achieve. How many? And the truth is, there are not many. So when you tell yourself, hey, there are not many, it means that you cannot be one of the people that will not do what is required because they are always the larger number. Out of every 10 athletes, you can be guaranteed that you would find eight that are not willing to do what is required. The remaining two, maybe one, out of those two is willing to do what is required when it's convenient. So it means that there's a door, it means that there's a window for you open that you can absolutely grab with both hands and absolutely smash it out of the park. So if you were wondering, can I make it in sports? You know, is this something I can do? Is it this? Is it that? Just think about it. Not every athlete is going to do what's required. So if you don't want to be part of that statistic. It means that you have to get going. And if you get going, you're already setting yourself apart from the others. Number three, guys, is use other learning models. Use other learning models. So there are four principal models of how people learn or receive information. So you have the people that are auditory. You have the people that are visual. You have the people that are kinesthetics. And you have the people that are reading or writing or auditory visual. So when you say auditory, what do we mean? Those are people that like to hear stuff. You know, so for this podcast now, a lot of people who really love the podcast are people who learn through auditory means. So they would rather listen to a blog post than read the blog post. They would rather listen to a podcast than read what that content is about. They would rather listen to anything. As opposed to reading that thing because reading it you know is just tedious you know so you have people they go on the website what do they do they highlight the text played on audio and of course they listen to everything that is there then the people that are visual these are people that learn through diagrams these are people that learn you know using shapes and you know some of all these other things to illustrate the point that is being tried to pass across and of course the people that are kinesthetics are people that you know they want to experience those things themselves you know so if i'm talking about a skill in sports they want to get on the pitch and do it they want to get on the basketball court and do it they want to get on the track and do it they they, they want to f- they want to be immersed in it physically present in that thing and of course you have the people who are auditory visual or the reading and writing people who they'll rather read they'll rather write now you see if you want to remember everything you learn you need to be able or you need to attempt to incorporate other forms of learning models as individuals, right? There is always one dominant model that we are. Right? So you are either auditory, you're either visual, you're either kinesthetics, whichever one it is, you have one that is dominant for you. So maybe 60%, maybe 70%, and then all the other ones are like 10%, 20%, and all of that. If you want to remember everything you learn, you need to find a way to incorporate all of these other learning models. So there was this video that I saw where Leonard Ellaby so who was Floyd Mayweather's manager, who is Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s manager, during the time, he talks about, okay, no, it wasn't Leonard LB, it was somebody else that was talking about there was a situation or there was a time when Floyd Mayweather was in the club with them, right, with Leonard LB and some of the other guys. And he had earphones in his ear, right? All the while, while they were in the club. And of course, the guy goes up to Leonard LB and he says, what's Floyd doing? Like, we're in the club, we're trying to have fun and all that, what's he listening to? So Leonard LLB goes to Floyd Mayweather, tries to find out, hey, what are you listening to? Floyd Mayweather gives him one ear of the earpiece to listen to. And guess what Floyd Mayweather was listening to? He was listening to repetitions of boxing movements in critical situations. So right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left. Now, this is a guy who obviously would have done it in the ring. This is a guy who would have watched it on tape. He also incorporated listening to it on audio to ensure that it registers at a subconscious and deep level. So even though naturally you're not a D3 person, naturally you're not a kinesthetics type of person, naturally you're not an auditory type of person, you need to be able to incorporate all of these other learning models into this you know so uh, i mean i've made it public that look i'm learning french right so one of the things that i do is i listen to audio french i watch films or series in french then i also read french textbooks as well so i'm incorporating three of the learning models to ensure that i immerse myself in the language and i learn faster if you want to remember everything you learn as an athlete so the skills you need to incorporate other learning models when you get into the facility you want to hear your coach talking about things you want to uh, see the thing written down you want to listen you know to, to to coaching videos on that particular thing just to incorporate all of this all that things. stuff <laughs> before i fully knew her story i've always shared this example about kicking random about how look she sat with her coach, right and we're like look what are all the things we need to do what are all the things we need to do it's going to take 10 years for an athlete to know beforehand that it is going to take an amount of time to achieve a goal and to still go ahead to do it. Oh my word! Like that level of dedication is just out of this world. Then, of course, I began to study her. So, um, the athlete maestro, the more than an athlete bootcamp series, you know, that I put together under the athlete maestro banner. You know this was one of the athletes that i told uh, my mentees to study and i was like hey wait come i haven't even gone into her story deeply i only know a part of it so i went in studied her and trust me she absolutely blew my mind it like absolutely blew my mind away. i was like what she's even more impressive than i thought." like it was a pleasure absolute privilege studying her first lesson guys that i wanted to learn from her is that life can happen to you life can happen to you you see the hallmark right of the mental game is controlling the things you can control and forgetting or not allowing the things that you cannot control to necessarily affect you you see you can do all things right you can go about your business the right way you can train effectively you can you can do everything right right and life will still happen to you so here is kick and Randall right who burst onto the scene at a very young age? So, 16 year old, she was a standout high school athlete, 10 state titles that she won. You know, she, she went to college, standout as well. You know, started at sports, I mean, winning World Cups and all that, you know, getting recognition, setting one of our goals to be the first American woman to win Olympic gold in cross country skiing. The Americans had never done it before, right? And of course, ultimately, she does all of that dedication. You see, her family right they call her like an alien her her nickname was kick animal you know that's that should show you how dedicated she was how you know she 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 put everything into a sport and then she wins olympic gold in 2018 and barely what three months something like that after she gets diagnosed with breast cancer like like it's it was just so astonishing to her that why is this happening at this time? And you see, this is a lesson I want you to learn from her. You see, life can happen to you, but what matters is how you respond to it. And of course, this is why the episode, the Friday episode a few weeks ago, where I shared the quote that look, life is 10% what happens to you, it's 90% of how you react to it. And of course, uh, it, it was difficult. It is difficult. He put a strain on our family, on our health, everything, because he had to go, uh, undergo chemotherapy she has to go radiation you know she has to do a surgery you know all of those things you see but it was her outlook yes there were down days yes there were days when she struggled when there were days when she cried and all of that but you see it was her outlook and her ability to bounce back that made the difference for her you see a lot of athletes you you go through life you know thinking that it's only going to be one way you go through life thinking that um, um, nothing wrong can happen like drastically wrong can happen I mean yes I might not win a medal yes I might not do well in this tournament yes I might not but you know you, you don't necessarily think that things can go really wrong I'm sure if Kikan was giving a choice now of course I'm not her If she was given a choice beforehand, not after all of this has happened now, because obviously, you know, she has beat it, she has bounced back. Hopefully, you know, that's the end of it. It doesn't come back, but, you know, she has to keep checking and all of that. But if she was given a choice before this episode that, hey, choose one. Would you rather um, not enjoy all the success that you enjoyed as an athlete? You know, just be like an average athlete, have a good life and all of that. And, you know, the cancer doesn't come. All of those things don't come. You know she might have said look i think i'll just take the average you know and not necessarily be cancer because that is not something that is predictable that's not something that you can control that's not something that you know you can you can you can fight your way through in the sense that oh, if i just work hard enough you know then obviously it goes no that's not how cancer works but the point of this lesson guys is that life can happen to you how you respond is absolutely critical to the progress that you make and this is where the mental aspect comes in so Kikan rando was asked right that do you think that the the kind of mindset you had as an athlete helped you with going through cancer and she was like absolutely like absolutely because she was a mental juggernaut when it came to that aspect of a game so all she needed to do when it came to the cancer was to apply all the tools and everything that she knew i mean like i said it's not like oh because you're mentally tough then it's a walk in the park no of course there are down days there are days when you cry there are days when you know you don't want to continue with the treatment and all of those things It's, it's absolutely hard but you see it is that mental fortitude that ensured that she bounced back faster after those things went wrong so the day she wasn't feeling it she would bounce back faster the days when it took a toll, you will bounce back faster. It is extremely important, guys, that you learn this lesson early because life can happen. Am I saying life will happen? Absolutely not. But it can happen. And because it is not something that is within your control, it is not something that you have power. Over. And there you have it, guys. The best of athlete, maestro in 2021 this is looking forward guys to 2022 and i absolutely hope that i can count on you on this journey but you see it's not just to count on you to be a listener of the podcast alone i want you to be a doer of the things that you listen to on the podcast there's no point buying a book if you don't read the book and there's no point reading the book if you don't practice or act out the things that you're reading in that book. So whilst I absolutely love that you guys listen to the podcast, that you tune in every single week, that you recommend guests and you listen to the experts who come onto the podcast to talk, I absolutely will still want you to do those things themselves so that you can see the results. So here is to welcoming you on the journey in 2022, and of course, getting to the point where we celebrate 500,000 downloads, 1,000 episodes of the podcast, and of course, 1 million downloads of the podcast as well. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss any episodes in 2022, I want you to head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe. Athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe. You learn how to subscribe. You also learn how to leave that rating I review. Just tell us what you learned from the podcast and if anything is going great. Starting this year, guys, so next year, that is 2022, I'm going to be taking your questions live on the show so that we get to the point where more athletes learn from the experiences of others and we slowly but surely continue to build this amazing community that we have. So send me your questions Friday at athletemaestro.com Friday at athlete maestro.com i catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing it's not enough you must I you want you to go out there i want you to be your best going into 2022 i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day